0: This podcast is proudly brought to you by Nuova Simonelli. Hello, and welcome to episode the 38th of Tamper Tantrum. My name is Colin Harmon, and uh, once again, fueling rumors of a massive bust up, I'm not joined by Stephen Layton. Instead, I've flown all the way to the far side of the planet. If I'd gone any further east, I'd be coming west. Uh, to New Zealand, and sitting here with me today is Nick Clark of Fly Coffee How are you, Nick.
1: Good, good. How you going? Good, good. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for for having me. So you're in Auckland. I'm in Auckland. But you're not today, based here. What 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 has you in Auckland? Um, so based in Wellington, um, but I actually spend surprisingly a lot of time up here, Almost at the moment, every second slash third week. Um, and we've got we've got a lot going on. A lot of a lot of new wholesale accounts opening up. A lot of uh, current ones to kind of service hang out with the train, um, and then actually a little, a new little shop um, is on the horizon, but yeah, so
0: cool.
1: we're going to be getting boots on the ground up here for fun, finally. Sweet. And yeah. before we get into everything
0: else with flight and with yourself, mm. is uh, the Auckland coffee scene is, uh, I do not say it's, it's world famous, I half the bristles in Dublin are from New Zealand and most of them are from Auckland. <laughs> um, do you feel it's... Um, How many bristles do you guys have in Dublin? About 11. Yeah, uh, that's uh, <laughs> 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 um, So do you think it's, uh, it's, it's a need of push or do you think it's very progressive or what do you think the, the general consensus
1: of, of coffee in, in Auckland is at the moment?
0: Because um, it seems to me to be quite a, advanced in a, in the greater scheme of things. Yeah,
1: I, th- I think in, in all areas, in Wellingtonians are going to be bummed when I say it, but it kind of they're leading the way. Yeah. Um, not just in, in in coffee but food as well. And beer's beer's definitely up there. Wellington's still got a pretty good strong have you on well. I have tried Harrington's.
0: Harrington's is possibly the best beer I've ever drank.
1: Ever. It's been cool. Yeah. It's been cool. Well, I mean it's pretty tasty.
0: I did get off a flight and I was sitting somewhere with a beautiful view and I One of those surreal moments. had a home
1: cooked meal. I <laughs> hadn't had a beer in about a week. I think so. you got sold. <laughs> I think yeah, well, I'm never gonna drink it again. It's to be too perfect, but yeah. Like, yeah, it was a nice beer. No, I've I've um I've had a little bit of Harringtons and it's it's been delicious. Yeah. But um yeah the Auckland's responsible obviously. use of hops that's what it is. <laughs> responsible use yeah, The you know, walking the line, walking the line. Yeah. But there's there's a lot of great beer in this country. To be honest, we're very spoiled, um along with everything else. But yeah, there's amazing stuff happening up here. Amazing stuff down in Wellington. Even in Invercargill is. Great stuff. I don't know what that is. Yeah, we won't talk much about Invercargill, but it's, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a small little town in the South Island. Um, but the coffee scene, coffee scene is is great. I think it's very progressive. Um, Auckland is booming. It's growing. There's a lot of a lot of new accounts opening up, a lot of new, even a few new roasteries starting to pop up. Um, as you know, like John and Jess from, mm-hmm. you know, formerly from Square Mile and now of Framework are, are set up and fully established, and that's looking pretty cool. And... Um, they're doing some well they're going to be doing some more cool stuff um, and then on top of that there's just it seems like there's almost like that next wave of baristas are now starting to become operators of their own shops yeah and yeah. that's where they start to go hey we're not just a an operator we we want to kind of try and change the way customers experience coffee
0: and to me I went to about 16 different shops yesterday I think uh, <laughs> <laughs> <had> a, <laughs> had a mini milk way better office uh, but to me it seems that there's there's quite a bit of diversity. Like there was coffee that I guess it was excellent, coffee that was really drinkable, coffee that was awful. Yeah. But those people doing all of those things in the in a very prescribed way, you know what I mean? Mm. So they're all particularly passionate about doing it one particular way. Mm-hmm. Um so I think um that's a good song. Usually there's a, a uniformity to a lot of cities, especially when they're a city the size
1: of Auckland. Mm. It's um it is pretty interesting. There is a lot a lot of diversity. Like last time I was up here, um the other week. Um, I had a conversation with a guy who's just recently opened up an espresso bar and he was just telling me how he loved Ristretto and that was his style of espresso. Yeah. Um, and we talked, you know, pros and cons and, and everything else. And he's just like, at the end of the day, it's just, it's what I enjoy. and It's what I want to kind of push to my customers. I love that. Um, and I'm like, well, it's, it's cool. Yeah. And it was like, it was, it was nice. Um, it's, it's definitely not the way I prefer it and the way, um, we like to make it with, with and, and our customers in our shops, but, um, it was it was kind of like quite humbling to have that experience, you know, when someone says, This is what I really like and he was doing a good job. Yeah. And the milk coffees were delicious. Yeah. Um so that was that was quite interesting. And then, you know, down the road talking to another one, which is pretty recent, and they're pulling very long shots, um, opposite opposite of the scale. Again, tasty. Mm. Um, and it's just like that's kinda of cool. Yeah. You know, like a kilometer apart. Um, which I is think, a little less than a mile. That's the thing, like we could <laughs> we could do a whole podcast yeah. on how to pull espresso. Yeah. But I think it's I worry about places
0: where, like, they just open up and they're making espresso. So I'm like, why, you, why why are you making it this way? And, I'm like, well, like, that's the way you're supposed to make it. Or yeah. that's because uh, I'm hitting three, 23%. And hmm. it's that thing that you always come back to, about the difference between optimum extraction and maximum extraction. Yeah. The two very different things. So yeah. it's, uh, yeah, maybe we can say that one for another post. go yeah, yeah.
1: on. All right, let's go way back. Yeah, yeah. Why are you in coffee, Nick? Um, What are you doing here? I don't know. Now, now I kind of just wake up every day and Cause you're quite young. How old are you? Twenty six. Wow. Yeah. You're really so I, fucking young. <laughs> yeah, it's actually <laughs> especially like the people I hang out with, they're kinda of like, What? Yeah. Um especially recently. We've been having a lot of a big we call them big boy meetings, you know. Yeah. Lawyers and bankers and all that kind of stuff. Real positive ones. Yeah. Um but, you know, that question always does come up t- usually towards the end when they feel like it's okay to, you know, preach that subject and you're like, Oh yeah, yeah, cool. Um and they are always quite surprised. Um, out of all of our business partners, we've got five of us now. Yeah. Um, there were originally three. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm the youngest. Not by much. Oldest being thirty. So I mean, it's a very small gap.
0: How long have you been in coffee?
1: Uh, ten years. Wow. Yeah. So um, but like when I started, so sixteen, was um part time, and it was just just while I was sort of high school. My first ever job actually was um milking cows. Um, and that really made me did you ever work that into a barista competition no no so it, was, it was like <laughs> for your <competition>, course <laughs> it, was, it was it was talked about but then we were actually you know the classic oh no running out of time so I can't do that yeah, yeah, yeah. There, so. bring a cow on stage. <laughs> Yeah, yeah but there was um, I think, judges. Yeah. The thing, yeah. there was actually um, talk about like you know the cow and the, the variety of cow and, or the breed of cow sorry um, um, a couple of years ago which was pretty interesting but you know um, but yeah, that was, that was my first job and that was, I think I started that when I was like 14, 15, um, and it was just essentially like, I just wanted some money to spend to hang out with my friends. So I'd get up at like four thirty, five in the morning, ride my, um, my single speed bike back before they were cool, um, down the road wearing like overalls, holding a flashlight in one hand, the other hand on the handlebars. <laughs> kind of like we used to live out in the country between, um, Hamilton and Cambridge, which is like a, about an hour and a half, two hour drive from Auckland. Yeah. Um, that's right. It's a nice city. Most people will have a lot of opinions about it, but it does the trick. Um, but yeah, get up there, and then I'd, you know, bike back home just in time, have a shower for school, catch the bus, and go on. Sometimes I'd jump off the bus, milk the girls in the afternoon, and then, and then head home, but it depends on what was going on. That's going to be the opening credits of the yeah. movie of your life. <laughs> yeah, actually, someone, oh, who was it, we were having a laugh, if I were a few bears, funnily enough, and someone was like, who would you get to play you? And I was like, obviously, Ryan Gosling. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know, he's going to play Tim Styles though. Yeah, play, yeah. yeah, Maybe you've got, you've got
1: a, Yeah, it's a competition. Thing. Yeah, and then my friend, she was saying, well, she she's like, yeah, I'll, I'm probably more of an Emma Stone girl myself. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I've
0: actually never thought of that. So maybe <laughs> yeah, it is
1: actually, it is fun to think about. Uh, um, maybe I'll have it for the next episode. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So then, um, the first coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, so, um, the first coffee shop was in Hamilton. And eventually I got to the point where I just really didn't like milking cows. Um, it's not fun. It's pretty interesting, um, and my friend who was in my maths class at the time, he had a job working in a kitchen um, at this really cool cafe, turned into more of a bistro in the evening, um, where he would just basically plate up desserts, wash a few dishes, um, and my parents have always been super foodies, so we all kind of grew up around the kitchen as, as yeah. a family, and me my brother and my sister. And um, I was like, dude, that sounds like an awesome job. If they got another one going, can you can you hook me up? Because I really need to get out of this, this couch here. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I went and, yeah, yeah. so I went and met the manager. And um, my dad actually happened to be a regular of the, the cafe as well. It was kind of his you know, regular coffee joint. Um, so he kind of put in a word for me. And you know, I was just like, hey, you know, give me a job. I don't know anything about this industry. And they're like, oh, do you know much about coffee? I said, like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> um you know, like, you know, the classic thing I remember back when, you know, watching them make it, and I was like, oh, you mean you don't just take it out of a packet or press a button? Why are you yeah. doing all this work? It's quite funny. Because um, this is, what, 2005? Yeah, 2005. Yeah. 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 And um, they were like, oh, we haven't any got, got any jobs going in the kitchen, but we've got some at the front. Do you want to just kind of be a glassy and a, essentially like a bar back, you clear tables. And I was like, yeah. I'll take, take what I can get. Um, and it was really cool. To be honest, I was super lucky to fall in with the right crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, the cafe's name was Hydro Majestic. It was owned by a... That was a name. Yeah, it was, it was a cool name. Um, and it was like, at the time, and I had no idea, but like the pumping place of the city. Um, Hydro Majestic. It was the one that was kind of like, you know, pushing pushing the boundaries without really pushing them. Um, it was super interesting, even though a lot of their stuff wasn't crazy um, innovative. But it's just the way they kind of executed which is what made it a really cool experience for people. Um, and the guy who owned it, he has a couple of other shops. His name's Sydney Workman. Um, and he's still got his original cafe, Workman's, out in Matamata, which is like a small town, kind of half an hour drive from Hamilton. Um, but really, really cool guy. And hospitality has been like his, his you know, lifelong story. Um, and then the lady who was managing, or I guess maitre d' at the time, uh, Bobby Lean, um, she really kind of took me under her wing. And then it was, it was almost like this... Really cool, like family culture, yeah. Um, which is something which has always kind of stayed I don't know close to my heart and what we've adopted for flight and kind of is to, to this day, yeah. Um, I couldn't imagine it being any other way, but you know, after a few months of you know being good at washing glasses, they're like, Oh, do you want to kind of you know wait some tables? And I was like, Yeah, sure. Um, do you want to, learn to make coffee? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, and funnily enough, Coffee Supreme, which is a big, um, big company here in New Zealand with a coffee supply at the time, mm-hmm. um, so they actually taught me how to to brew way, really? way back in the day yeah, yeah yeah and I was actually I caught it with um Al who's the oh Keating right? yeah Al yeah. Keating yeah who's the managing director of Supreme um when was it? the other week or the other month and um was I say like, hey you guys you remember you guys are the ones who taught me how to brew and he was actually um I think my account manager at the time really yeah yeah so it's quite funny how everything yeah yeah grows and
0: it's a small industry
1: uh, and moves on and so essentially was was working there part-time um and about once a week I'd wouldn't go to school and work there instead just because it was more fun and I was getting a bit bored for school. You hear that, kids? <laughs> yeah. It works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but don't do not do it. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I, I finished high school. Um, wanted to kind of shoot off overseas as you do. So I think me and one of my best mates were on a, a plane a week after our last exam. Wow. Um, had a working holiday over in Whistler. Um, and that was working at this that's big... That's in Canada, right? That's in Canada, yeah. Yeah, so you're really like that. You get in there, you yeah, know yeah. what's up. And um, it was a really cool, cool, I guess, I think called a village um, town. But to be honest, there were more Australians there than anybody, which was pretty, like, <laughs> like what? What's going on? <laughs> Australia Day came around, and it was just madness, in a good way, but, you know, quite quite interesting. And um, so I had a job there working for... Uh, the Fairmont Chateau Whistler, which is one of their big five-star hotels, yep. managed to, you know, fluke it in through some exchange program or, or whatnot. And um was a bar back for their, like, cocktail big bar. Um, and it was, it was hilarious because they'd have celebrities, like, you know, Brad and Angelina would stay there. Um, before that, you know, Brad and Jen. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember being at the um at the bar one day, just like, you know, I think it was like chopping, chopping limes or stuffing olives or something. And the... I can't remember his name, but that actor from Smallville, who's Superman. Okay, yeah, yeah, into the bar, but like with his two dogs. And we were just like, oh, shit, what do we do? He <laughs> <laughs> can't have she dogs are, like, dogs in. Yeah, yeah, so, but I don't know. I guess it's just how, so. They live in that world. Yeah, yeah, totally. So like, you know, the manager had to go and go, oh, hey, look, uh, I don't know how to say this, but you can't have your dogs in here. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> like, oh, okay, great. It was, it was quite funny. But then he yeah, came back to, um, to New Zealand. Um, it would have been kind of like mid, mid two thousand and six, I no, seven. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, finished the year out working at my old job, ended up kind of managing the cafe, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool. Um, and then moved just up the road where the the original manager started her own one, um, and became a head brewster, and um, I think I worked about eight months there before moving to Wellington. Yeah. Um, and moved to Wellington at the time it was just, I think. I'm not very good with uh just repetition, repetition, repetition. I get bored pretty easily. Yeah. Um and yeah, after like a few months it just kind of just you know, work just became work. I said, like, Alright, what's what's next? Um, do I like coffee? Yeah, I'm pretty into coffee. And the girl I was sent at the time was moving to Wellington for a study and I was like, Man well Wellington's up the coffee capital of New Zealand. Yeah. Um, I'll come. Yeah. So went down there, um, got a job at Mojo. Yeah. Mojo Coffee Roasters. Um and that was, that was really cool. I kind of said to them, I was like, look, I've been making coffee for a few years now and it's been great, happy to do that in any of your shops or whatever you need. But I'd really love to get into like, you know, behind the scenes roasting. Yeah. Um, even if it's just bagging beans, tw- you know, tweaking machines or um, just doing deliveries around town. So like Sweet, they took that pretty solidly and <laughs> the next day I was just bagging beans <laughs> just bagging Uh-oh. like a, a tonne, a tonne and a half a week. Because there's a lot of roasters in New Zealand. There's heaps. I think there's like, close to 300 now. Maybe even more.
0: Because Ireland has a population... I always find some way to talk about Ireland in this yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah. Ireland has a population of about 5.2 million people, I think. Which is pretty much the same as New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand... Uh, it's both we, part, I think we're coming up to five. Yeah, yeah. Mm. We have about 30 roasters...
1: Oh wow, man, we should come
0: over to Ireland. No, we shouldn't. We've got t- thirty thousand roasters actually. Yeah, very yeah. last count. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's too come. many. Too many. Yeah, 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 But I suppose we don't have that coffee drinking culture either, though. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I suppose well, I've not been to Wellington, but I'm an expert in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so from what I understand, it is that kind of cultural because um, it's a big coffee culture, uh, beer culture, and wine culture, and that kind of thing. It's very oriented that way. Is yep. that fair to say. Yeah,
1: yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, without, without sounding like a, um, without sounding lame, like it does, you know, fuel the city yeah. in many aspects. Yeah. Um, the, the great and unique thing about Wellington is, though, um, is like geographically how it's all mapped out. Because it is quite hilly and it's a big, essentially a big bay, the, like central city is in this big hub. Mm-hmm. You can walk from one into the other in 25 minutes, yeah. half an hour, um, meaning that you're kind of forced to interact with people throughout yeah. this entire walk, you know, everybody walks to work, they walk down from some of the suburbs, and like a half an hour work, like, walk to work is pretty common, um, usually less, yeah. um, and the transport's not awesome, but it's, it's still pretty decent, um, so you kind of are forced to walk past many coffee shops, or yeah. many people drinking coffee, um, and it just, yeah, that culture just kind of happens, a lot of, like, not forced interaction, but just because you're out there, you run yeah. into people you know, or haven't seen in a while, should we grab a coffee? It's, you know, to be honest, it's...
0: You can see the same here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So how did flight come about? Um, so, flight came about, it was, it was kind of a series of different timings, I guess. Um, again, I'd, I'd gone to that stage when I was at Mojo where it was just becoming same old, same old again. Um, and I was like, maybe I should try something new. So I signed up for university. Um, and I, I, I enrolled, essentially. <laughs> I didn't really go. <laughs> um, It was a very expensive enrolment, and at this stage, I was friends with um, Matt and Richard, who are my two business partners uh, now, co-directors, and um, I was talking with them, being like, oh man, you know, I'd really love to kind of, I don't want to leave coffee, but at the same time, need to start looking to other things, just because I'm curious, um, and want to see what happens, and Richard at the time was going, oh, I've got this cafe up in Hawke's Bay, which is going all right, Um, and he's formerly a chef. Yeah. Um, all trained and used to, you know, shift for a couple of big restaurants and was just like, yeah, I'm gonna get to the cafe game. It's a bit more daytime and yeah. family orientated. Totally. Um, and then one day he was doing the classic mopping the floor, just thinking he's like, I'm gonna roast my own coffee. Or right, can I get my costs down? The classic. <laughs> now when we hear that, we're like, oh my God, just don't do, it. You know, <laughs> do you, it. Yeah, You've got a lot of disappointed people. Yeah, yeah I know, I know, like, I know. Really, is that not going to work? It gets better. My, it I was also a of those idiots. It's yeah. Like, it's oh, it's just, much easier. It's, yeah, it'll and be Steve fine. Can do I think it'll, can do it'll be it. fine. <laughs> yeah, you pop it in, pop it in, it comes out brown. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Easy. Yeah. Um, and then, so that, that's kind of what Richard was doing and he managed to approach his, um, like, long time um, neighbor of his parents who's an awesome, awesome lady called Frankie. Um, she's actually she used to be a lecturer over in France for business. Yeah. Um, I forget the name of the, the university or the college, but um, really really cool. And she gave us some cool guidance and stuff across the years. But she was she was quite generous. I was like, Yep, yeah, here's here's a few thousand um, angel investment kind of thing. Pay it back when you can. Um, and that was really cool. So that that kind of was enough to buy a little roaster, a little five kilo guarantee Nice. Oh man, what a what a treat. <laughs> and um, a few bags of green, a box of brown bags, and I think. Um, a little commercial grinder and uh, maybe a bag sealer, yeah.
0: Not a hair crimper, no. No, not a hair crimper. Or a hair straightener.
1: No, no, we weren't that creative at the time. We sure. Yeah. If, if someone had said it, it, would have been you know straight into whatever shop. So where do you even buy a hair straightener from? Um, now I just say the. You internet. just take
0: it from your wife's.
1: Oh right. Yeah. Door, that's what you do. Girlfriend's. Yeah. 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 Um, so that that's kind of how flight got started, um, and then after kind of doing it for a few months. Um, we would just say, like, oh, this is going so well. <laughs> we're trying to sell coffee, but, you know, don't even really have a, a brand. And we just kind of drew the name flight out of thin air. Mm. What should we call flight? How about flight? Yeah, great. Let's call it flight. Okay, awesome. What's next? Yeah. Um, let's buy a roaster. Yay. Um, yeah, we, we were like, oh, we, we really need to kind of focus on doing what we can actually do really well, which is executing. Yeah. Executing in the terms of like cafe operational sense. We're really good at making coffee. Um. We're really good at working with customers and, you know, kind of building that environment where people can just have a great time. And we're like, let's do that, but let's not do it in Hawke's Bay because it's a bit quiet. Let's do it in Wellington. So Richard set up in Hawke's Bay um, with a little roaster, and then we um, set up a little cafe called Beefers Bell in Wellington with the idea being that we wanted this to be our spot where this is just kind of what we do. We want you to come in and we'll make you a coffee. We'll yeah. talk to you about coffee. This is our, this is our right, like, come and look, we'll look after you um essentially was that and to be honest it worked incredibly well we had no idea what we were doing i remember like we didn't even get our accounting software running until like two weeks after we'd (laughs) open like it was that kind of um and we we built the place on such a small budget um and while we were kind of doing that i was working as an espresso machine technician for matt's um first company espresso ninja um so like our machinery was all like you know it was, like, built pretty well, but we, you know, bought, like, a machine for a thousand bucks that was stuffed, and, um, yeah, just rebuilt the whole thing. Um, everything in there was, like, the bar and everything was built from, like, second-hand wood from... It's
0: a great way to learn, though, isn't it?
1: It really was. I mean, we like, had it to... It gives you
0: that, that scenario where, like, you haven't invested a huge amount, yep. so your, like, your affordable loss is quite low, yep. but your potential learning is, is incredibly high. Yeah, yeah. And so how did, like, when you encounter people now they are, like, opening shops with, like, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, for yeah. and stuff. You know. Yeah,
1: it's yeah, it is pretty interesting. I mean,
0: it is. You be ha- careful now, because you're selling them equipment as well as <laughs> anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it's it's a different game now. It's, yeah. That's the other thing.
0: Do you worry? Do you think that like if you were to do that now, the things wouldn't end up as as well as they are? Do you know what I mean? Um, like the barrier to entry is is a lot higher now, is it?
1: A lot higher, and everything's so much more accessible. Like back when we started, you know, um, not even everybody really knew about YouTube. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, like, just to show you how accessible information can be online, um, so everything we were kind of good at. When people saw it, it was almost like this big mystery.
0: So This was like two thousand seven, was it?
1: Two thousand and eight. Nine. Oh, yeah. Eight nine. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it was it was interesting. If if we if we did the same thing now, it, it would still be. I think it would still work because yeah. you can you can still there's a, a market out there that wants that relationship with their baristas and their the coffee community i guess somewhere i went yesterday Mm. was camper yeah camper and it reminded me so
0: much of my own first place because it's like it's built for a person to to run you know yeah and uh there's such a marker for that yeah like there really is just that that i don't like i would walk across the city yeah to go to go to a place like
1: that just because it's just one person and just you know uh, and he's seriously cool as well. Yeah, yeah. He make, he's, I think he's actually one of the best baristas in the city. Just in terms of the coffee he serves up, it's always excellent. It's always yeah. different. He's always got something from somewhere.
0: He did Red Rabbit on yesterday, and oh, yep. he had... I can't think what else he had. Not oh, completely forgotten. But, um, yeah, no, it was great. I really, yeah. really enjoyed that. That's
1: really cool. I went and saw him on uh, Monday, actually. Yeah. And he served me up um, the coffee from the same farm that I um, used at Wilts. Um, yeah. yeah, but the washed version of the natural, yeah. which was wicked. I was like, oh man, what? When did yeah. you get this? So, which was pretty cool. I wish there was a lot more. That,
0: like, I meet a lot of baristas and they're like, I want to open my own place. And I'm like, just get like a little unit or, you know,
1: mm.
0: or kind of get a corner of an existing business or mm. something. And I was like, ah no, but like, see, I want a, I want a big cafe with like forty seats or something, and maybe a kitchen and, mm. and you know, outside seating and like someone put, Like the rent is really reasonable. Though, and I'm like, dude, I fucking want that too. <laughs> like, you, know, you, you kind of have Join to... Really cute, uh, man. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. you kind of have to. You have to have that little sandbox at the start where you can, you know, make mistakes and learn what you're doing.
1: Yeah. And it's yeah.
0: never gonna like, it's uh, never gonna set the world on fire, but it's a start. You know, So mm. I think it's really valuable. And cities need those sort of places as well, because they, they do. compete in a way that that you and I can compete, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It has that personal touch. So.
1: They crave them. Well, we, we can't do it anymore because we have to be out and about and doing everything else. Yeah, yeah, But it is funny, like, I used to like pop in there all the time just for a chat and catch up, have some coffee, get the goss. Yeah. And now I go in there he's just too busy. I'm like, oh, fine. But <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, that's yeah. that's great, you know. Well, so like I, see, I was
0: pleased to see he'd upped the prices. He had a little sign-up saying he had to increase the prices. yeah. yeah. And I was, uh, I yeah, saw that I and I was like, just like,
1: it's still too cheap. Yeah. He still won't charge me. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, and he wouldn't take any money off me. i yeah. just throw it into the yeah. thing. Anyway. Too, too nice.
0: But there's that thing, I remember like, I was so cheap when I started at, and like, you're almost like, you, like anyone's listening that is going to open their place and they're feeling like, just charge appropriately mm. because I, I was broke for three years because I was afraid to charge properly. Yeah.
1: So. I think we were the same actually. I remember the first time we had to put our price rise right up it was just, green coffee just went up And we're like, oh man, I couldn't sleep the night before. I was just reading it. People don't care. Not even one person commented. And then a few months later, we had um, a GST increase across the country. So again, we had to naturally um, build that into it. Same deal. Dairy went up, increased again, same deal. And then a year, year and a half again, year and a half ago, something went up, uh, went up again. Not even a. Yeah. Up and up and up. I mean, realistically, looking at the consumer price index, we should be putting it up every year to keep in. Yeah. range of that but i don't know you've got to kind of well i yeah, had t- we, we, to we got it all make it all work. coffee at three of these is comparatively expensive it's 350 hmm. for just an
0: entry level coffee and i think this is the average of the city is probably closer to 250 280. Hmm. but then there's crappy places like there's a hotel around the corner that serves awful coffee and that's four euro really yeah but i had a guy who used to come all the time and he's always com- he came in and he was like complaining about the prices like it's too expensive and you know, uh, I just I'm not gonna come anymore. I was like, look, before you just make that decision, right? Mm. Think about a taste experience that you can have in the city, okay, anywhere in the city, mm. that costs less than four euro. Mm. That's as good as what you get when you're here, like anything in terms of cheese or wine or beer or and like that. And he was stumped because well, you just asked me on the spot, and I'm like, well, tweet me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Take he came. In, he came in the next point next day, and he was like, yeah, good point. Yeah,
1: um, three fifty euro. What's that in New Zealand dollars? Probably about At nine? Four
0: twenty I'd say, the right? I think. Four fifty maybe.
1: Four fifty? I think so. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty pretty th- comparative. Yeah, yeah. I like we've so. we're four dollars for um like our main blend espresso. Yeah. Four fifty for a flat white. Hmm. Um but then charge a little bit extra for takeaway. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's pretty to be honest, I don't think it's too cheap. Yeah. But I think it's it's like it's it's allowable. Yeah, well it needs yeah. to be
0: the price that it is for you to be good at it. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, if it's too cheap, like, the place gets slammed. Yeah. You know, and it's, like, it's difficult, and then the quality diminishes and the service diminishes, and you have to price it accordingly so you can do it the way you want to do it. Mm. The, so what, what is fight today? Like, what, like in terms of, like, shops, roastery people, what is fight today? What
1: is flight today? So, um, we're a coffee roastery. Uh, we are primarily a wholesaler. Um, so we really specialize in working with cafes to, I guess, to give them like a kick-ass coffee program. Mm-hmm. Um, some people need a lot of help, some people don't need anything. Yeah. They're just like, hey, we totally got this. And sometimes they'll teach you a few tricks, which is super cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, essentially in the core of it, that's, that's what we do. We've got a wicked infrastructure. Um, and we've been working super hard the last year and a half to really kind of just push ourselves to not, not so much keep up with the industry, but more so, just because it's fun Mm. and it's like that's how we started out you know and um a big part of our like internal culture revolves around the word curiosity um and just kind of having a i guess essentially a vehicle where you're able to change and move around and and adapt to new things just makes it way more interesting do you find it harder
0: for the business to like to innovate and to change things and to grow and to take risks as the business gets bigger or is it it actually
1: yeah um I mean, like, like, my job now, I can't even really tell you what I do. I used to say I just order the stationery. Um, <laughs> but then Trip, who's, who's now our, like general manager, he stole my line. So he gets in there first, and I'm like, well, oh, can't. So I tell, him, I tell him to order the stationery. <laughs> but, um, but essentially, now, I, like, I work on most of, like, all the new projects. Yeah. So I spend maybe 75% of my time working on them. Um, and then the other you know, 25% kind of working with the team on what they're working on. Mm. Um, And essentially kind of helping them achieve their goals or most of the time just like just, just chiming in because it's always great to have a bouncing board of ideas and things like that. How many people is there? Um, In the roastery we have 10, 10 now. Um, And that includes, um, like we've got like an actual financial controller now because we've got a a bunch of other coffee companies which he looks after as well. Yeah. Um, And essentially does a lot of just general administration stuff, it's super handy because Cannot stand filling out forms. Yeah. Um, you, you and me are the same. Yeah. <laughs> we're the same. I keep yeah. getting
0: forms sent back from the government saying, you missed this, that's not right. I got that
1: yesterday. Like yeah. a new health and Safety City rang me up. He was like, hey, you didn't put the address of the location on. I was like, I definitely did. I read it yesterday. He's like, oh, well, there was two parts to put it on. I was like, oh. Yeah. You don't like it yesterday? <laughs> right. It was the day before. Ireland
0: were playing Romania in the rugby. Yeah. And it was on at like 4 a.m. or something. Mm. So I filled out the form to hang on my door for a I you know, breakfast in bed and watch the match area. Yeah. And so the match starts and I ring up and like, hey, my fucking breakfast, you ever mm. going breakfast and the guy's like, Oh, we we'll go see where it is and then like he called me back and was like, Yeah, you never put the time on there and I was like, I did, I definitely did mm. So he comes up, knocks on the doors and shows you like, see there's no time in it I'm like, Oh, sorry yeah, <laughs> like yeah. this asshole in yeah. the bedroom. But anyway. Oh, um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's <laughs> and so and then do you've you run cafe as well? Yes,
1: yeah, so we've got um we've got a cafe in Wellington, the hangar. Uh, yeah. it just turned three the other week actually, which it's, we Super fast, and we used to have our other one, Memphis Bell, yeah. um, which is coming up on six years. But we sold that in two thousand and twelve. Yeah. Um, still supply of it coffee. It's just like another wholesale account now. Yeah. Aside from, um, like some of the original employees are still there. Mm. Um, he actually, one of them actually owns it now, which is great. That's pretty um, much what we did as well. Yeah. Because we? we had the
0: original shop, and then we sold it on to Tom at Vice. Yeah. Oh. And he runs it, and we sell him coffee. Yeah.
1: But it's it's cool, and they're actually just down the road from the hangar. It's like two minute walk kind of thing. And um, the
0: hangers is a bit more alcohol oriented as well.
1: Uh, it was actually. It's not oh. so much anymore. So oh, I, I didn't read the latest news there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did you sign out? <laughs> actually, I thought we unsigned. So. Oh, okay. Mm. <laughs> well, we've started sending physical ones now. So um, <laughs> and ones. Maybe. Yeah, handwritten ones. Um, so when we originally started the hangar, um, it was in two parts really. Um, we needed a space which we could roast out of in Wellington. Yeah. Um and we were short capital at the time. But we also were at this stage where um when we started Memphis Bell we'd grown a lot as a company, um, as individuals and the industry was changing, we we're like, hey, we need a we need to kind of get ahead of this. Um and not so much show people that we've changed, but essentially show people that we've changed, yeah. yeah. Um just just building a brand again which is tangible and more up to date and more kind of looking towards the future. Yeah. Um so we found this awesome space, uh, which is, it just was a car park. You can walk in there, there's still the yellow lines on the, um, on the cement, the old rough concrete floor. Um, and there was this huge metal turntable, which you um, used to like, put your car in, and it would rotate it around and park it in. Which is hilarious when you look at the size of it, um, because it, there was no need. But I mean, <laughs> it was in there anyway, and it was cool. Um, we unfortunately had to get that taken out, but they still got like, the metal ring and then concrete inside it. So, um, and then when we took it over, there was no power there, no water. Um, and the, the door was a big roller door yeah um, roller doors still in there and we've just got glass doors at the front now just to give us a bit more extra space yeah um but yeah we, we kind of walked in there and we always really like the idea of taking something which was nothing and turning it into something yeah i always think it was for, for starters if you're looking to kind of you know turn heads in, in this industry i think you, you really need to at a certain point especially um on the consumer level um if we can turn this like grungy car park into a real cool specialty coffee shop, yeah, I think we're going to be winning. Yeah, um, and the location was an interesting, interesting one as well. A lot of people would just walk past it and not even really notice it's there, but it's in this part of town where you get um, the corporates going past. There's the, um, without the use of a better word like bohemian culture up around Cuba Street area. Mm. Um, there's lots of parking, so you get a lot of um, mums or. Um, parents or elderly people coming into the city and they'll park there and then go in. Um, and then the, the uni's just up the hill. Yeah. Um, so literally, you walk into the cafe at any one time, there's all, there's never one just type of customer. Yeah. Um, which is awesome.
0: That's the great thing about cafes, isn't it? Yeah. Like we, could, we could call it the hipster cafe all the time, but you walk in and it's just like... So do we.
1: What? What's yeah, yeah. I don't even know what a hipster is. Yeah, it's, I think it's generally a person that does a thing. Yeah. it um, because like, I'm wearing a checkered shirt? Like, yeah. <laughs> Why don't you like chicken shirts? <laughs> I thought they were cool, they used to be cool. Um, so we, we had the roaster at the back, um, little office um, upstairs in this mezzanine we built, and out um, the front was just a specialty coffee shop. Um, it took us about six months to get it open. Just there was a lot of work to get done on the landlord side of things before we could get started. So just kind of you know consents and and what have you. So when we finally actually got open, during that time, Flight had experienced quite a bit of growth in wholesale. So when we moved in, we had already outgrown the space, and it's just like oh shit. Um, it, good problem to have, I guess. Yeah. Um. So we just had to kind of just get smarter with logistics. Um. Smaller orders of coffee and everything else more frequently. Yeah. Um. You know, a bit more labor in terms of to move everything around and, and keep account of it. But in saying that, it's just you've got to make the best of the situation. Um, like, that's cool. We really know there's a lot of value in having a roastery in the cafe for at least a year. Um, and that'll help paint the picture of what flight coffee is into Wellington's mind, I guess. Yeah. Um, and again, yeah, that worked work really, really well. People were into it. A lot of the time they'd come in and um, they wouldn't actually think the roaster's a roaster. They'd think it's a giant coffee grinder or... Yeah. The, the, Funniest thing actually, we've ever had someone call it, and this is when we had our little shop in Hawke's Bay before we moved it down. Some lady thought it was a device that cremates cats. What? Yeah. Why would you how, think do, that? how do you even come to that? Cremates <laughs> cats. <laughs> Reggie was just like. I told him it was. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what he said, eh? I think he just didn't know what to do. Wow. <laughs> but completely just off guard. But yeah. Um, but so, even just to show people that that's. Um, how coffee gets roasted, and I remember when I first saw that, and I was like, oh, I thought you just lay it on a tray and pop it in the oven and take it out, and you know, yeah. Way back in the day, um, so yeah, I don't know. I think people really appreciated that we made um, more information to specialty coffee at that point in time, yeah, accessible, mm. and it was never this is how you have to drink and this is what you have to know. It's just like if you want to hang out and talk coffee, yeah, we've this is we've got space for you here. Um, and if, not, it's cool. if you're not we'll, we'll saw you out if you yeah. want a large mocha with soy and extra marshmallows we're going to make you the death, the, like, the best damn one around kind of thing yeah. but at the same time if you want to try something new we're, we're you guys it's a good approach um, yeah I think it would work well it's, um, we still have that approach very much Like even looking at this new little shop we're setting up um, I was talking with a few people um, baristas who were interviewing the other day and they're like oh what are you going to do um, or was it decaf and I was like absolutely you know, what was the other question are you are going to have just you know, a few things like sugar and um, like a vanilla syrup or something. And I was like, Yeah, we'll have oh, chocolate, that's right, chocolate for my I was like, Yeah, we'll have that. And I was like, oh, really? I thought it was gonna be all coffee, and I was like, It is, but we're not, we're not those people, yeah. We, you know, if we're in hospitality, and it's really important to have that. that um, as soon as you start becoming there, you actually push away the market which you really need to try and grab the attention well, that, of. And that's the thing is that everyone if you- focuses too much internally and on yeah. their own.
0: Well, I think as well that if you if you decide. That you do want to go that way and be very strict, then you should do that knowing what market that that sort of approach will will uh, will target. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm. And then be accepting of that. Yeah. So you might have to charge a lot more, accept a very highbrow customer, which means you have to decorate the place a certain way. You have to, and your sales will be only a certain amount or whatever. And you have to balance these things. You know, mm. um, and I think a lot of what happens is that everybody is a different context. Everybody's different goals. Mm. And they look at other people with different contexts and goals, and then, you know, they there's a lot of conflict there. But I mean, it's it's you set up your stall the way you want it, and as long as it's reflective of what your goals are, then it's it's completely achievable. Yeah. Um. So then, is it just New Zealand for the moment now, or?
1: Uh, at the moment, just New Zealand. We um we set out at the start of this year with some pretty you big plans. You do plan in Australia, though, don't you? Not yet. Really? Not yet. No, we've um we've had it through so inquiries. So in a cafe
0: in. Melbourne or Sydney, I thought I saw some Maybe somebody just yeah. in their
1: bike. I mean, we, we do international shipping um, yeah. online, and, and we we've got a and as as you do when you travel around, a bit friends everywhere, and you always do coffee swaps and things like that. Yeah, um, which are real fun. Coffee wormhole is what I call it. Coffee wormhole. Yeah, cause it just it just pops up <laughs> on my desk. Yeah. We've yeah. had your coffee recently. Yeah. We've had coffee
0: from all over the place. That's
1: yeah, great. Awesome. Yeah, we just did a little swap with, um, uh, with a little shop in London, not too long ago, and that That's was real fun. I can't remember, it was through Caravan, Caravan okay. Roasters. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just just a swap. It was like one of our origins for one of their origins. We blend and blend and yeah. um, did it at the same time. Yeah, It's really cool. We should do this. Yeah, definitely. Except definitely the same person. We should do Yeah, okay. exactly, right? <laughs> just use the same coffee, the same yeah. everything. Um, but yeah, Australia. Um. So we essentially, we like, just had some opportunities pop up and we kind of looked into it. And we've always kind of like, you know, Australia's always brought up or someone always pitches the idea or throws it out there and we will just say, like, oh yeah we could but it just feels a bit too close yeah um, if we were going to go overseas we might as well go overseas yeah I guess was always the thinking but then after we looked into it um, it just you know it makes so much sense it's so close to a three and a half hour flight if that um, culturally it's it's actually quite different now that we've done a lot of research into it but it appeared to be very similar yeah um, like still pretty similar but the differences in the detail yeah um, I think it's very similar to Ireland and England mm-mm yeah yeah it sounds about right yeah um, a, yeah i don't know it's it feels holistically it looks oh yeah great easy yeah you just cruise right in there do the same thing yeah, But then yeah. when you really get into it you're like oh i can't do the same thing yeah
0: and probably if there was an australian company cruising into new zealand saying that it was the same thing mm.
1: you'd probably be very offended by that <laughs> you'd be like you'd be there. like good luck yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um but that that was cool um like we've, we've done a lot of research and how we want to kind of set up over there and Develop a new strategy, and it's actually been super, super fun. And this is the first uh, big project we've ever had where we haven't been pushed for time or mm. we'll pushed for you know like scribbling together dollars. And i saying that we're not going in there with millions and millions. Oh, I heard you were. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, can you can you help me pick up my wallet? Um, <laughs> um, but you know, like we've got we've like a, we've got a humble um, humble budget, which I think will give give us enough to do what we want to do and get off the ground and see what happens. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's like, so far it's been really, really cool. It's been super tricky dealing with the council over there. Um, and unfortunately, the plan we had for Melbourne has fallen through. Yeah. Um, It's just a case of, it's a long story, and I won't, won't get into the details, but the um, the landlord situation didn't work out. And then the rent ended up being a lot more than it originally was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things, you're looking at your numbers, you're like, oh, we could pull this off. But if we don't, it's going to be real niggly for a while. Yeah. And I don't want to. I don't know, we spoke with the guys and we just decided, you know what, let's take that and put that like, time and money into Sydney, um, which was the, the bigger idea to set up a roastery over there. So essentially expand flight to, um, to Sydney. Um, and that's, that's been going well. We had a site and then um, same kind of situation, decided that the site wasn't going to work well for us. The consents came back and actually said, no, you're not allowed to do it there anyway. So we're like, oh, all right, well, I guess that's that. Um, so we're going to use something else now. Yeah. um and then we're looking for since that time and this has actually been one of the i guess like a blessing in disguise we've had extra time we're forced to take extra time to think about our concept because we've been waiting on people we've developed it further and decided hey you know what we're not going to do original plan we're going to do something better um smaller but with more impact um something which is more more just us and more more just coffee but without being um snobby i guess yeah um again having that whole approachable attitude and, um, just trying to make it a bit more fun.
0: Well, what is the difference between the Australian coffee scene? I hate scene. But let's mm. just call it scene. Scene. Um, it's called a paradigm, that makes sense
1: makes me... So what's the difference oh. between the Australian coffee paradigm and the New Zealand coffee paradigm? Professor Conn. Um Or is there a difference? Yeah, there's, there's a lot. It's really hard to sum up in a few sentences, though. I mean, New Zealand's cafe culture um, is very good across the board. Yeah. Um, and the reason and I've spoken about it with a lot of people internationally, because um, everyone's like, oh, New Zealand has like some of the best coffee. And it's got some pretty good stuff, but we are not the best. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, you know, progressing and working towards it, but I mean, I mean, I don't even like that word best. How do you even decide what that is? But you know what I'm getting at. Um, but what we do really, really well is we make really good, consistent coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes to down to a couple of things, I think. One is um, we've got... A lot of local roasters. So coffee's fresh. Um, like
0: 300 or so?
1: Yeah, <laughs> something like that. So many. I don't even know how many in Wellington now. Like 20-something. More. Probably more. There's just been another one open up. Um, which is cool. I think like they're going to go quite micro and... Um, especially focus which is awesome I'm not sure they have a choice to do anything but it, like that <laughs> yeah. many it. it's just like good luck trying to get, so you can't just start big.
0: I met a guy one day who said he had a pop-up restaurant. I was like really he goes, yeah I didn't plan for it to be a pop-up but it was that it's just close <laughs> down <laughs> that is
1: good yeah. that's good good pitch yeah. um yeah, so I think, like, that's one of them. And then the other is um, our dairy. Like, our milk here is off the chain. You see, we are the same. Yeah, we're pretty much the same. We are right?
0: the New Zealand. in this really yeah. wet part of the
1: yeah. Yeah. Southern, yeah. southern hemisphere. And majority of our market, like, I think, um, and this is a bit of a um, an assumption, but based on a few steps that I do know, if I was going to take a stab in the dark and say 80% of our customers, um, or all of our customers, 80% of what they sell is milk coffee. Yeah. black, but to be honest, it's. Oh, yeah, actually, I'd say it's about 80 20. Or it's Um, 60 40, I think. Oh, that's awesome, yeah. Yeah. Some cafes are 50 50, but group it all together. Yeah, um, but I see, it's 50,
0: like about 55 60, hmm. but then we have about 20 25%, like just long blacks or Americanas or uniform. And a lot of people put milk in those as well, just for themselves.
1: Oh, right, right. Probably goes higher again. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, I mean, most people out there are drinking flat white lattes. Um, And then on top of that, sometimes putting sugar into it. And that's their idea of an amazing coffee. And Um, what's the
0: water like here, in general?
1: uh, Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Um, We're a little, when I say we, like New Zealand, a little behind in terms of the water quality game. Mm -hmm. Um, It's only really started becoming a hot topic. And um, that's thanks to, like, a few international characters, like Maxwell and... um, even, like, you know, Lama Zocco like, getting books on the crown in Auckland as well a couple of years yeah. ago. They've started shaking it up because yeah. since then don't roast coffee. They're like, well, how can we impact what machines can do be better? And that's water quality, right? Yeah, you well, know, it's driven so in a lot of places as well by, um, like, uh,
0: Bath. Is, my understanding is that Bath has horrific water. Like, it's mm. really hard. It's that it's part of the world that has that, um, it's famous for, I'm going to say marble. That could be wrong. But definitely some sort of stone works, and, mm, mm. and in London, there's a lot of work done in London on water quality. Uh, you're looking at like four or five hundred parts per million. Yeah, yeah, like terrific quality. Yeah. Well, I was talking with um, like in Ireland, it's it's Germ- Well, in Dublin, it's generally very good. Yeah. So you get people saying, "Oh, I'm gonna buy this Oro system because it's the thing to do." I'm like, "Dude, you don't need an Oro system. Yeah, like it's
1: just, taste and odor you'll be fine." You know. Mm, mm. It is funny the arrow thing has really started popping up quite a bit. Not so much in here, but just around the world generally speaking. Like I know in London, there's a few. Um, roasters out there now who kind of insist you have to have one in order to dial it in. Yeah. Which is which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Does give you I mean it's control over another variable. If it's needed, exactly. It's needed. The other thing as well is like um like we were talking whether we wanted to bring it into our wholesale um system and we're like, oh it's so hard. Some parts of the country the water's awesome, some parts it's pretty good, but not as good. Yeah. But even then if you look at the accounts you're working with, how many espressos do they sell? You know, like it's flat whites, and realistically, if you're going to have two flat whites side by side, one made with an arrow kit, one not, could you tell the difference? Yeah. And that's where it starts becoming a bit silly, because you have to realistically look at a situation, and go, "Is it worth it? That's it's Is hard, it viable. It's
0: hard to make water. Hmm. Like it's hard to make water in large, like hectoliter quantities, quantities. Yeah. To do it on a small scale, a small yeah. scale, with, with fluctuating water flow, through those canisters that are. Getting more and more spent and more and more clogged as they yeah. go. Yeah. Like you're still into an area where it's yeah. it's been quite variable a lot of the time. So the other
1: thing as well is like a lot of the time it is tricky just to teach people how to understand great coffee yeah. and how to prepare that. And now we're throwing this in the mix. Of, oh, now you've got to design your own water. Yeah. And it's yeah. like I'm still not one hundred percent, not even close, clued up on. Yeah. Um, you know the science behind it, but how can you expect other people to like that? Yeah. It just seems it's like a perfect world, which is. I like the idea, of but yeah, at the same time, you've got to really think about the bigger picture yeah. and focus on what is actually going to get us as an industry to that next step. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. So what then... And then, well, with um, like Australian yeah. coffee culture, um, the scene, um, what do you call it, the paradox? Paradox. Paradox. <laughs> um, yeah, um, what's different over there? I'm not too sure. They have, in the last few years absolutely just gone nuts with the like specialty coffee vibe, I guess. Yeah. Um, and you know what I mean, like, everyone's roasting super light, everyone's buying crazy good equipment, everyone's doing the specialty coffee fit-up. You know, like, it's quite funny, like, some cafes now, they look very, even though they're very different, it's like there's almost a checklist of what you need to become yeah. and seen as a, you know. Um, Melbourne, it's all, yeah,
0: Melbourne is incredible. Mm,
1: mm, it is Unbelievable way.
0: You could go to a different cafe every day for a year. By the end of the year, there'd be 365 new cafes. (laughs) They're all buying and selling them. Everyone I talked to was like, oh, I had this cafe, I sold it to that guy, and then I bought this one, sold that one, and now I'm buying this one. I'm selling it to him so I can open this one. And then you go to the next cafe, and he was one of the guys that bought the other one, and he's going to sell it to the new guy. And you're just like, it's the most incestuous kind of uh, melting pot I've ever been into. Mm -hmm. But really inspiring at the same time. Yeah, it really is cool.
1: What do you love in Melbourne right now? Um, Melbourne, Melbourne. when was I last there a few months ago um, I've, I've always been a huge fan of Patricia's oh yeah to it's, be honest my hotel was right beside it I oh, lived that place awesome it's um it's one of those ones you just like and what I love about it is you know like their coffee brewers have they started roasting it? I know that I'm not sure I know, I know it's on the cards for them um but they just every time just so consistent so pleasant everything's just great yeah. across the board you know the whole, the whole concept is just done so so well and, and people say like oh it's oh they've got a great spot or you know it's
0: really great design or it's you know it's that really busy part of the city I'm mean, like bollocks like mm. they're they're really nice to their customers
1: mm, they really are and they, they go through I mean I don't know, what like a thousand thousand two hundred cups a day or something Yeah. Um, and what I really like about it is the first time I went there was when we were actually I popped over to Melbourne for four days when we were halfway through building the hangar to kind of I was like, hey, I better go check we're not missing anything. (laughs) And um, went over and that was one of the places I went and was just like, whoa. And when I went back there just recently, and I've been there back back a bunch, um, the same dude was still behind the machine. Yeah. Like, making coffee. And like, oh, hey, bro, good to see you again. What's going on? Yeah. And I was like, man, that is cool. That is, like, it's very rare. I have a friend... And the coffee's just as good, if not better.
0: Um, I have a friend and she's... I'm pretty sure she's from Hawke's Bay. And she's, she's a kiwi chef and she owns a, a restaurant in uh, galway in ireland and she, when she travels i say oh go to this shop go to that shop," and she never really says but i always get the impression that she's not really too impressed with the whole uh especially coffee um <laughs> yeah. let's say uh personality mm. and she went to patricia and she was just like text me this place is amazing they're so nice to me mm. they're just this is awesome mm. i love this place and it was like the only place she'd ever had that reaction yeah and that's why they're successful and i think like, listen to you speak about flight and, and the way you want it to be. I think you probably share a similar eth- ethos mm. in that it's, it's all about that kind of cu- customer
1: yep. service and, yeah. and engaging people. Yeah. Well, I mean, like our mission statement, which I, I hate that, that term, but that's just what it is. We had to make one, right? Um, is developing excellent people and outstanding coffee. Mm. And I was just, I remember sitting back in my old apartment when we were, what, flight was a year and a half old, and we were like, hey, we better actually start locking down some who we are and let's work out a direction, eh? Yeah. Um, and that was, like, the one thing we all first agreed on was, like, you can't kind of have one without the other. You yeah. need people to make coffee, any coffee to have this. And, um, so let's build our entire company around that, not how just you, internally. How many people
0: all together are there in the whole company?
1: Um, so everybody included, so including all the hangar staff, I think we've got 28 wow. people, including, including us. Yeah. Um, and then we're about to have an additional four, yeah. um, potentially five, come on board for up here in Auckland. Yeah. How does that feel? It's pretty cool, man. Um, you kind of forget about it, eh, until sometimes people like this, you know, they ask you about it, and you're like, oh yeah, we've got this awesome team, and the cool thing about it is it's, um, because we do treat this pretty, you know, seriously, but still have a good time, but this is our profession.
0: Yeah. This
1: is our, it's also our livelihood and their livelihood at the same time, and we'd like it to be their profession. Um, watching them kind of, like, come on board and then a few years later just develop and grow, like, a great example um, which was super cool. Just, just the other week I was up here in Auckland and I had Nick Rapp with me who's the, the current New Zealand Brewers Cup champion and um, also last year's Brewers Cup champion as well. And He's been with us since 2012, 2011. Came on board when he was still, um, when was it? He was just finishing high school or just starting university one or the other and he'd work like four hours a week. Um, at our little shop when we were trying to do evenings, just like evening coffee service. Because yeah. um, we were like, if Starbucks can do it, we could do it too. Yeah. We couldn't do it. so. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but then we're like, hey, we really want to keep you on board. Do you want it? To- well, most of the stuff around, we'll get you in the day. Um, and he this, this, was this like really nice kid, always super positive. Um, you can tell he's intelligent. And was just, he was like, it's great to, great to be around, you know. And I was like, that's the kind of people we want, you know. Yeah. Um, and then he started working a bit more and more as he started studying. Um, and he just graduated... I think it was last year. Now he's full-time with us. Um, Went from um, barista to entering the Brewers' Cup and winning that. Um, And then now he's one of our roasters. Yeah. Um, And does a bunch of other stuff. He's actually... um, What did he study? Economics and English Lit. Um, so now he actually writes like a few blogs for us and does just does a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, you need more of those personalities
0: in the businesses they grow up. You yeah.
1: really, really do, and, and he's got potential to, to go super, super far. Especially as, like now we're actually looking to, to do some cooler and bigger stuff overseas. Yeah. Um, and he's he's going to go and be like our main guy on the ground in Sydney.
0: So, is there plans to do stuff outside of Australia and New Zealand? At
1: uh, this stage. No. But I mean. Why not? We'd like to. Yeah, I'd love to. I love the idea of going to the states. Yeah, man, yeah, that sounds like fun. I, it's I love a thing it. Think to do to open in yeah. New York. Yeah, yeah. I was even thinking. New York. I don't even know where. I just. Fred has a
0: retail store in New yeah. York, in Williamsburg, and he sells like leather goods and stuff. Hmm. I was thinking of just putting like a little like one group Oscar or something and like a, <laughs> a very real grinder and just like yeah. and I could say oh two of you have expanded into New York, <laughs> just
1: to tick that box. Pretty in chase right? like yeah. done done. You'd get so much exposure and you know no one would really look into it and you'd, all of a sudden you're like yeah yeah that's, that's usually how it happens all right. <laughs> yeah, um, but I don't, I don't know, I don't know why. I just like America. We've always kind of had the the, um, the philosophy of like we have to make smart decisions yeah. and and good decisions and ones that um last and be sustainable but at the same time we're not going to do anything unless it's fun yeah because this is it's not just work you know um it's one of the reasons why we started doing our own things we had ideas and we wanted to i mean for for good reason people were probably saying no to them because most of them were really ridiculous yeah but um at the same time we're like we still want to give it a crack
0: yeah
1: um and that's it we, we spend a lot of time i say working but even though it's not work um, like we all work a bit of weekends and what kind of stuff but it's that's it's more like the real fun thing or, yeah. you know when sometimes you're working but you're not really working yeah um so it's just like well if we're going to continue doing that which we all would like to because it's great um and it's like our whole community and family like revolves around it you know yeah. um, then mm-hmm. it's got to be it's got to be fun and it's got to be yeah it's a good cool. look at it yeah i think it is okay. it doesn't it doesn't work for everybody but yeah. it's we actually had a um a really interesting um, what would you call it um, revelation or you know when the, when the what do you call it the hat drops or something this year um, we we managed so one of our um, I guess our accounting firm we use Deloitte they have this thing called the Fast 50 yeah. uh, which is like you know Fast 50 50 um, businesses in New Zealand and they kind of rate you and go through stuff and if you're doing well you get like a little award and I think last year we got um, we won the Wellington region for our area like consumable goods or something like and then in new zealand got like 38 or something like that which is pretty cool and and then this year we're actually invited to um go and do a bit of a like q a to for the what would you call it the launch of this year's one and um one of the questions we got asked and we've always been asked it um but up until recently you've just been like ah oh, it's i don't understand is how do you guys find being in business together because um, we're all best mates and we all talk heaps every day um pretty good like we have some I wouldn't say rows, but some pretty stern conversations. Is there a good division of labour? Yeah. Like, like do you, do you find yourself getting into each other's workload, or is it... Um, we used to a lot more, but now that we're just busy and got a lot on, it's actually all pretty... Like, we have to actually really force ourselves to... We call it chicken. in Yeah. <laughs> um, it was three times, now it's twice a week, just to kind of get an idea of what you've been up to, and, you know, like, oh, what have you, what have you been working on, what have you achieved, like, key information, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Just, just to make sure you get the vital bits, because sometimes we'll start chatting and we'll just start chatting. Um, sometimes we'll just jump straight into another project because that's what we're excited about at the time. Um, but information was getting missed, so we we used to cross over heaps, but now not so much, um, which is great. We still still work together on various things, but it's more in like a collaborative way. Yeah. Um, which I think is good, and it doesn't doesn't. There's no double up, there's no wasting time. And yeah, it's pretty fun, but um, yeah, we've always just had this this idea that why wouldn't you ever want to be in business with with your best mates. Um, how could it ever go pear shaped? Because it's been so great so far. Yeah. And you hear all these horror stories, and a lot of um, I guess older businessmen and businesswoman have told us, oh yeah, yeah, don't ever do it, don't ever. You just wait, you just wait, kind of thing. And we're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And then this year, when we were looking at like looking to set up or overseas, we encountered um, our first experience of that. And then we were sitting on stage talking to people, and I was just like, holy shit. Actually, yeah, man, I finally know what you guys mean now. You mean, we're the minority? Oh my god! <laughs> this whole time I thought all of you were weird. We're it, was, it was nuts. But, um, it just, because it seems so normal. Yeah. And just so easy to have this, like, knowing that your best mate has always got your back.
0: And is it, do you find that, like, the, there's five of you, right? Mm. Yeah, so the, the, do you find that the five of you all find like a particular area of the business that they want to do uh, that doesn't overlap or are you all doing the same stuff or yeah like, like with me and Steve like he does all the green sourcing yep. and like I'm interested in coffee farms but I don't want to go to them yeah alright you know we are saying? the same person yeah so it's <laughs> like it's and I'm it's more interested in like retail and public facing and he doesn't really like that sort of stuff he used to have a shop and he pretty much barred all his own customers. <laughs> it's like <laughs> so. It's a, he likes the internet. Yeah, I'm very okay. associated with it. So do you, do you guys have that? that yeah. division there or? I
1: think I think it sounds like we have a very similar relationship. So, the. But with the five you
0: it's a lot more difficult. It's easy just with two people, but with five, yeah. it must be a bit trickier, at times. So.
1: Yeah, well, like bringing the other two, Trev and Ronak, was was interesting. I mean, Trev was already working in the business for a few years. Yeah. Um, and he was again like another best mate, and it was getting to the point where he was just like, "Hey, look, I'm starting to." got to, you know, make the plan for my life. Yeah. Um, you know, what What can I look at to do with flight and going forward? And, and we're just say, well, we don't want to lose you. It's, it's too much fun having you around. And yeah. you're really good at your job. Um, he is really good at his job. And we're just like, well, why don't we work away where you can just stay forever? Mm. What do you reckon? He's like, oh, I love that. Yeah. And then um, Ronak, actually, he was our accountant. Um, he met us when we were about to open our first ever coffee shop, Memphis. And... We had MYOB, Accounting System, which is, um, now they've changed it a lot, but it used to just be on, you know, one computer, you had to, can only do it at a certain point in time and, and all that thing. Well, he came in, he was like, oh, you guys should get zero. you know, it's this online accounting system, it's the cloud, and we're like, oh, what's that? Yeah. So he actually kind of, you know, did that first initial move for us, we're like, oh, this is actually awesome. Um, and then from there, always kind of did our books and things like that, and when um, we sold Memphis in 2012, he was just like... like perfect timing the day after hey guys I want to I want to get amongst
0: yeah
1: and um he was just becoming a chartered accountant and we were like well actually that's that's a skill set myself Matt, and Richard are never ever going to have yeah you need it in there yep yeah, we do need it in there especially as you deal with more green and um more companies more green more green yeah just <laughs> yeah but like um it just we're just like shit and you kind of start getting an idea of how much it's going to cost you with an accounting firm and you're like, well, if we actually had someone on the ground all day, every day, imagine how much more cares. Yeah, totally. Who's actually invested into it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, plus, he's a, he's a rad dude as well, so we're just like, well, why not? Yeah. Um, just every like all the boxes kind of intact. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, but how we've always kind of done it is, so there's the, like myself, man, and Richard. Matt's always kind of looked after the green side, Richard's done the roasting, and then I've kind of done everything after the roasting. And naturally, it's almost like a, a little bit of a Venn diagram to a point, you know, like this that crossover. Yeah. Um. But then Matt also kind of does the loop over to the consumer, and then I come back to the green. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but more at the start of the green, not so far as it yeah. goes off. So it actually works together, really, really well. Because yeah, I mean, I love going to coffee farms. Um, we had an awesome future off to Columbia and stuff, but um, like we've got another one coming for November, and I was like, oh no, I don't want to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've like, never been on the coffee farm. Oh, really? Ever. It's like a badge of honour <laughs> like, like, how often do you come from? like, never. Yeah, never. I've been to lots of milk yeah. for us, coming for us. It was awesome. But um, And we were there for, uh, how long was it? Almost a month. Really, really cool. Um, it was more, like, I mean, you learn a lot from being there, but, uh, like, you're probably like me, I guess. Um, Where well, you read a lot, you learn a lot from other people and all that kind of stuff. So when you get there, it wasn't. it wasn't this huge... Crazy awakening or experience yeah. that I thought it was going to be, um, but it was awesome. If you know what I mean, without yeah. kind of sounding, you know, spoiled or, or ignorant. But it was just like, oh, okay, great. This is all the stuff I've read about. Okay, cool. It's good to taste and smell it. Like. Oh, awesome! And the, the cool part actually was like working with the people who run the farms yeah, yeah. and getting more of an idea of how that actually works day to day logistically and how can how can we learn from that and how can we kind of looking forward make it better. Yeah. If if we went down that track. Um, so that was like the that was the really cool part. It was more like the strategy behind how it all works, yeah. um, rather than the actual watching a coffee tree get picked, um, which I know sounds really bad because everyone makes such a big no, deal you about it. Yeah, yeah. Like
0: that's the problem. I think a lot of people it's it's give it that, that yeah. Kind of
1: just verbal diarrhea of like oh I
0: went to see the farmer yeah. yeah. to it's, yeah. it's like
1: And again, like like growing up in New Zealand, like we're crazy sport here, you know. Like I yeah. drive an hour and all of a sudden I'm in wine country, some of the best yeah. wine in the world. Um, where I can visit the winemakers on the front door and they can walk me through anything, you know? Yeah. And so it's almost like, and I know wine's different coffee, but there's yeah. a lot of parallels. Yeah. Um, and then I walk down the road and I can hang out with brewers who brew amazing award, like international award-winning beer. And like like Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, that's the kind of, um, I don't know, that's just the vibe of what, what yeah. we've grown up with. So yeah, yeah. Um, again, like, what I found really interesting was the people behind it and more of like the cultural setting. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then of course, just like, how do we make it better? Yeah, you know, yeah. like how do we how do we bring the science into it, and then going forward, bring that back here, and then how do we communicate that to people? Yeah, the better um, stuff. Yeah, but yeah, but essentially, like everything after um, the coffee's been roasted is where I come in, yeah. mostly.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Like a good division. yeah. Okay, I think that brings us to about an hour there. Sure. Um, that was fascinating, and nice. it's great. It's um, it's really interesting to like hear people talk to the talk process of how they get things done. Mm. Um. I've no doubt there's a massive, massively successful future ahead of you guys. Yeah, I hope so. And thank you so much for taking the time. So if you're listening in Australia, get ready. And if you're <laughs> yeah. listening in New Zealand, just yeah. uh, go find it. So uh,
1: thanks, Nick. Cheers. Nice one. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to this podcast. It's proudly brought to you by Nuova Simonelli.